Night Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Okay, four minutes after two o'clock. Thank you so much for staying with us. Now, here's something that's been just bothering me a little bit because you know there is one thing when you read up statements that look glorious and in fact I must say uh, this looks glorious uh, on paper and they were the first uh, department in fact that I thought came up with a perfect solution what am I talking about I'm speaking about the department of um, is it agriculture Um, and it was it is the department of agriculture I stand to be corrected, and I'll just check my facts now with my guest here quickly. Um, but Tim Neri is my guest. He's a he's a conservationist. And uh, good afternoon, Tim. Let's just start this together. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear that, Tim. How are you? I am very well. Now, can you hear me? <laughs> Now, don't think I. Now, of course, you could, you wouldn't hear it. Do you think I'm going to sit down and bemoan my fate with everybody else? Good heavens. You've known me for a lifetime to know that that's not going to happen. We just didn't press a button, so I had to I had to lay it on you. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. So you didn't press a button. Well, there we go. You're forgiven. Okay. So, so Tim, let's just get to what has been a little bit of a concern for me, and I just need some insights. Okay. So the Department of, I think it's Agriculture, help me, help me, if, Environmental Affairs. Aha, that's the one, Environmental Affairs. Environmental Affairs, yes. The Department of Environmental Affairs, for me, were quite progressive as the first, the very first to have what they seem to be quite solutions when it came to what are they going to do with waste pickers. I really actually loved what they were doing. Uh, they were the very first to, to distribute what they were calling money. It wasn't vouchers, but it was money via, I think, a cell, a, a tel- a cell phone transfer, that kind of a e-wallet type situation for the registered waste pickers, which I thought was quite progressive. So nobody had to be waiting at queues for food parcels and all of that. There seems to be a database which uh, was able to pick up who these people are. They themselves, by the way, are very organized, the waste pickers, that that is. But... And then I was also hearing about how there's training for when they get back to work on how they're going to manage what I think is a very dangerous job. However, I've been looking around, man, Tim, and I don't know. I don't get the sense that waste pickers are safe. You know, I don't get the sense that they they actually have the gear that was said to have been given to them. I don't know who to ask about this. I don't know whose responsibility this is. But I'm I'm seeing more and more what I what I'm what I'm seeing as desperate waste pickers who have gone back to work because they have no choice but to go back to work. I don't get the sense that they are ready to go back to work or they've been given the necessary um, PPEs to do what they. Am I wrong in in this assumption? Well, I, you know, I said, Mel- Melon, no, I don't think you are, and I think we've got to be really realistic. A lot of the waste pickers. Unfortunately, these folks don't have a roof over their head like you and I have or like a lot of other people have. So the reality is that they don't have water. uh, They can't wash their hands, etc. They're not going to be able to wash their clothes. And there's a lot more to this whole coronavirus and keeping clean. It's great that we can walk into our local store, buy ourselves our hand sanitizer. Um, I somehow don't see that. And, you know, I've watched the the waste pickers in my area Mm -hmm. and... um, they're stuttering back to work. They're not 
great amount out yet. Yeah. But he's got a dirty mask. And he doesn't have gloves. He doesn't have a hand sanitizer. And the reality is, I think that's like a lot of other South Africans. I don't think that this stuff is available. You know, I, I can't understand why we haven't given everybody two masks and said, okay, right, let's start the process. Because when I see people walking around without masks, I'm assuming that they don't have access to them. Um, I, I carry a box of masks. As you know, I do all sorts of other work as well. So I carry masks because I use them in my daily work. I've must be handed out 60 masks in the last two weeks. Tim, what we also haven't done, which which is where really my biggest, biggest concern is, you know, we, we also, you know, we great men at, at looking at other people and saying they're not doing this right, they're doing that wrong and whatever. But we are not separate. We're not separating at 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 at, um, at source. And for me. This has been an ongoing conversation, but it's more now. I mean, it's it's deadly. It's not about the the idea of separating at source being a nice idea. This this could be deadly. So if I dispose of my mask, put it in that bin, and he comes in and separates for me, I don't know what I've exposed him to. Well, exactly. I think you've got a very right thing. Nobody knows what's in there. We don't know yet how long this virus hangs around on clothing which is why I'm saying for you, for example, you know, they do say, please go ahead and make sure that you uh, iron your clothes to kill the virus, etc. Where does the waste picker get all this, this, uh, this stuff from? Okay. Where is he going to get all this material? He's not going to get it. So I think that, that is the firm and the reality of it. He doesn't have all the access to the safety equipment. Uh, he mostly doesn't have the knowledge about what he's got to be having. Um, who's taking their temperatures? Just a, a simple little thing like that. So it doesn't matter what we have a look at. It doesn't matter what we look at. Um, it's going to be exactly that, uh, that, that they don't have the protection. So I think that what's happening is by pure fact of I need to eat, they're starting to move out. And you know this whole thing we talk about registered waste pickers. Yes. Where are they registered, Pamela? Um, who is registering? Are they registered at a, a singular place? Is, is that what it is? Is that what's making them um, registered? Is where, you know, because they're not. And a high percentage of them, as we know, are not even South Africans. Yes, I was going to say that. In fact, so, I was going to say exactly that. You know, is, is our, are our various councils uh, turning around and saying, well, we acknowledge these folk and this is what we've got to do with them. Is that what's happening? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I've got Mr. Simon Mbata here, who's the National Coordinator for the South African Waste Pickers Association. And thank you so much, Mr. Mbata, for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Pamela, and good afternoon to the SA listeners. Uh, I'm Simon Mbata. Yes. So you are you represent Waste Pickers Association. Tim has just asked the question: Who's registering them? How many are registered, and where are they registered? Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, Thomas. Uh, uh, presently, in South Africa, there's no system that is in place that's to register the waste pickers. But in the past, as an organization of waste pickers. The South African Waste Pickers Association, we've been capturing our own data. Mm-hmm. We've been registering members who affiliate through to the organization. Secondly, through the development of the integrated uh, the guidelines to integrate the waste pickers within the waste management system, 
there was a recommendation within the guidelines for all municipalities in South Africa to start registering, having a database of waste pickers operating within their areas. So in terms of registering, even now through this uh, disaster or through this pandemic, what we've been working on in terms of the database, we've been combining. SAUPA has been uh, having its own data, sending it to, to government. And some municipalities who have been actively working with us have been collecting data. And also in Joburg, there's been other organizations working with municipalities collecting data. <coughs> so it, 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 there's no one system fits all. Mm. But presently, we've been encouraging waste pickers to link with their waste management department in their local government. That's where the data serves most importantly. Because remember, we are in the process in South Africa where we have just developed the guidelines to integrate the waste pickers within the waste management system. And this process will be executed by the waste department within municipalities. That is why, as an organization working with government, we are encouraging to say that let's work together with the waste department to capture the data. We are encouraging waste pickers in South Africa. Go to your local government, to the waste department. We are working also with South African local government association, making sure that every municipality captures the data for waste pickers. Uh, so I understand, Mr. Mbata, where you're coming from in trying to collect your own data. But just honestly tell me, who wants to be captured if they're an illegal immigrant? You know, we have engaged government in terms of non-South Africans and South Africans. Remember, we have a historical background of waste picking in South Africa. Truly and honestly speaking, waste pickers were started by non-South Africans. Remember, South Africans, we come from a cheap labor system where South Africans were all employed. We even imported labor from the mining sector, from many industries, from our neighboring countries. Remember, that's our historical background we Mm. share with government. We don't exclude them. Yes, there have been challenges. I'll make an example Mm. in Rustenberg where we intervene as an organization to make sure that they also went back, those waste pickers who have left their countries, to get and go get the right uh, documentation. It's about coordination uh, of the processes. Is it working, Mr. Mbata? Yes, we have seen it working, but we've been picking it up. Something that we've been uh, in our last national conference as an organization, we were also looking at how we can engage the different embassies. Remember, South Africa is surrounded by uh, neighboring countries, and we found all of our neighbors in the sector. And this has been a challenge. Even when government was uh, giving the relief measures, you'll find that non-South Africans will be told to be excluded and dead. But as an organization working with waste pickers, we've been encouraging to say that We've been working collectively together, and this has benefited both our government, the system of waste management, irrespective of whether you are a South African or non-South African. So let's talk about those e-wallets. Have you been receiving the e-wallet money? The reality is most people around the country have been calling to say that uh, they have received in different provinces. 
and majority haven't received. It's been an initiative, and we have learned some gaps in it to say that uh, there have been challenges, and we have raised this to government and private sector to say that majority haven't received and are calling even today. Some of them may call and say, we're still waiting, we're still looking into getting those uh, relief funds. But really, honestly speaking, what does government and private sector has done for the informal sector in South Africa? If you globalize it, look at it in a global perspective, mm. they have done their best. And what you have raised in terms of our communities, I think it's now the right time for our communities to take action. Let's make sure that we separate our waste. Let's make sure that the waste that we use, our dust mask, our measures of prevention, don't end in the waste bin. Then we cannot point a, a, a finger to a waste picker and say the life of a waste picker is in danger. Unless we, we, we promote behavior change in society. That's the most important thing from now as as we, we move on forward. In terms of government engaging waste pickers and private sector, we, we are there. There are things happening behind the scene. We are now even involving the United Nations Environmental Program. So things are happening between government, private sector, and waste pickers in trying to shape and integrate the informal sector. But we are also calling on communities, and particularly at household level to say, Let's separate waste. Let's not put any waste that has been used for measures of prevention and mix it with the recyclables. Then we will make sure that waste pickers can be back to work. And another thing, you've raised an important issue to say that nobody is providing protective clothing for, for waste pickers. Look at uh, these, the middlemen, the so-called the middlemen, the buyback centers, who were according to the level four, allowed to go back to work, but knowing exactly that they can't operate without waste pickers, knowing exactly the waste pickers are the backbone of recycling. They can't do anything. They are not doing anything. That's the sector that has been ignoring waste pickers, but they know that they can't operate without waste pickers. We are calling to them to say that, provide measures. They should provide sanitizers. They have to provide masks to waste pickers because at the end of the day, waste pickers are selling back to them those uh, recyclables. You know, Mr. Mbata, where I'm failing to connect the dots, Tim, you're welcome to come in at any point here. Is you, My blood you pressure are, is not derived. You, you, you almost sound so complimentary of your stakeholders, Mr. Mbata. Which no, you me, know the reason why I'm so complimentary. No, no, no let, let's not be biased. I haven't finished. Let me just finish my point and then you can answer, please, Mr. Mbata. Let me just finish my point. What I was going to say was that, and I'll give you a chance. What I was going to say is that you sound complimentary. When I drive around or walk around, that's not the sense I'm getting when I see a waste picker. I don't feel like they're being protected. And yet you're telling me that there is this collaboration that's working so well with municipalities and government and everybody. And I'm saying, where's the disconnect? So I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, help me because I'm not a waste picker. Understand why I don't see the protection. I don't see that you guys are being looked after. 
Okay. Yeah. But Miller, uh, when, when the gents finished as well, I'd also like to make a couple of comments because, um, you know, there are a couple of very important things here that I think have been missed. Yeah. Okay, let's, uh, let, let me give you a chance to answer, Mr. Mbata, and then we can give Tim Neri uh, Okay, in realistic, as an organization, we've been engaging and encouraging waste pickers to use measures of safety. Remember, waste pickers are self-employed and normally without a support. Yeah. Even if you can say, some people may say that they see a waste picker will put uh, a mask for a long time or it will become dirty. Mm-hmm. Nobody. That is why I was raising this issue to mm-hmm. say that uh, buyback centers, which are, are, are more reliant on waste pickers, are not supporting. Waste pickers are, are left to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. That is why uh, I said I'm not controversial or commenting everybody. Mm-hmm. Within the stakeholders, we are looking into that. And one thing that is happening in South Africa that makes it difficult is transformation. I didn't want to talk about transformation as if we want to politicize the issue. Mm-hmm. But reality is something that makes us to struggle to penetrate its transformation. Mm-hmm. That's the real thing. Just, so just, just at generally, the for waste pickers, uh, you will find that even in the sector, there are those that middlemen, particularly those that are so close to them, mm-hmm. will provide. Mm-hmm. And they will engage waste pickers. I know of some of those who have even went to an extent of securing work permits for waste pickers working close because they can have certificates. Okay. So that's the thing in the sector. But the reality, the reality is mm. we can't always be pointing a finger to, want, to, to government as if it's only government. We, we work with government in terms of policy. Yeah, that is why we are complimentary, because we see the changes. We see what is happening within policy, which is the most important thing. And remember, as an organization, we said we want to make sure that we are the last generation of waste pickers. That is why much of our focus was to make sure that after integration, there's no other generation of waste pickers. That's why we asked the material recovery facility has to be built across all municipalities. That's what we mean by integration, not just integrating waste pickers in the system to serve the the buyback centers. No, we want to... Mr. Mbata, when I was saying stakeholders, um, I was exactly saying that, I wasn't saying just government. And you have just raised something that worries me a little bit because you don't want to elaborate on it. How can this be the last generation of waste pickers if we are not willing to face where the difficulties are. You're speaking about the middlemen who are not making life easy. Why are we afraid to call this out? Because this is your life. These are your lives. That's why I said there are processes within that we are engaging. Uh, remember, for things to happen, you have to, 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 to really focus on policy. There has to be a policy directive mm-hmm. in most of the things. That is why when we establish organization, we said we will engage government, particularly in terms of policy, okay. so that we create favorable policies that will accommodate waste pickers. Mm-hmm. Even transformation, transformation policies, we are working with them. Look at a uh, chemical and waste register document. Mm-hmm. You will see it talks too much about transformation in the sector. 
for that no. that we raised all these issues. All right. Tim, you, you wanted a chance to address some of the issues. A couple of things that I want to look at here. First of all, talks about talks about talks. So between what is policy at high end government and the gent who's walking down, or the lady in my area, that, that is walking down the road performing an, an, an crucial critical service, uh, which I also believe is a career, uh, and, a very, and a very good career if it's done correctly. So the, the fact of what we think in policy documents and what really happens on the ground, there is just a complete disconnect. Secondly, we've got places like the Johannesburg Council who turn around and say that we are saving, or the waste tickers save the council, 50 million rand a year. Please bear in mind, if you look at my rates and taxes, Bill, I don't see a knuckle. So how about some of that money going back into creating correct centers or correct areas where we can recycle? Because the idea of recycling at source is an absolute no-no, and that is simply because there is no manageable way of doing it. And once you've got bags of uh, recyclables lying around your house, what do you do with them? The next thing that I want to also look at here is maybe the Minister of Health and Dr. Nkosazama Zuma are listening. And maybe they want to think about the fact that the masks, the gloves, and in many occasions some of the clothing are hazardous medical waste, which has not been treated as hazardous, as hazardous medical waste. So why do we not have certain centers, be they, you know, we're not even encouraged to put that stuff into plastic bags and tie them up, etc. And then what? They go off, and even if we want to be in the best way of the world, they go off to the, to the dump, whereupon the bags are open because people are rummaging through them, trying to eke out some bit of food and a little bit of money, hopefully, so they can exist. So whilst we have all these things, we're not addressing real issues. We're addressing policy issues. We're talking about it. And I'm prepared to say that most probably in two years' time, we would have the same conversation. And we'll be no further down the line resolving the actual issues. Because first of all, until every man in the street recognizes, and I, I, you know, when I hear the last um, bunch of waste pickers, the last generation, this is really the first generation, maybe a little bit more. But the last generation, it should be, how do you create this into a future sustainable business for people? We can't have an opportunity that is a business that can put bread on the table that simply is discarded because of the next generation. That's not going to wash. We always, whether we like it or not, we're always going to have some folk that are down on their luck and maybe this is a way they can build themselves up. Our own domestic worker spent two years as a waste picker and she learned a lot and I love it when she's in our house because she tells us what plastic is what and which bottle top to put where. The knowledge that is held by these folk, the average householder does not have a clue and that's why these guys are also, it is a career and it should be recognized and maybe uplifted to the state of it being a career career. The buyback centers, I think, are a problem because maybe we're not paying a fair amount of money somewhere along the line. It's not equitable for what the guys are doing and the job that they're doing. And I go back to saving the council, 50 million rand a year was the figure in the Randberg Sun a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, until we get that right and 
the best will in the world, yes, we can hand out two masks to the folk. My wife works for a nursery. When she gets home at night, she's instructed in the, in the, in the instructions that they have, she has to discard clothing before she gets in her car. She has to arrive home. She has to shower, hot wash the clothes that she used that day so she can go to work the next day. Now, with the best will in the world, if we're going to have all these wonderful laws, then we can't have some parts of our society that can't apply the laws, that don't have the masks, that don't have the cleaners, etc. And, I mean, the average bottle I'm seeing uh, that lasts you about two weeks is 80 bucks. So where is this all going to come from? Where are we going to get all the masks? Because people haven't got the ability. And, I mean, I was shown today a theoretical way of, knowing if your mask is right or wrong, and that's if you light a cigarette lighter or a match. If you can blow it out through the mask, the mask is not going to stop stuff coming through. Mm. So that's just a little trick that I was taught today. Be it the right trick or wrong, I'm assuming it is correct, and because we checked three masks, we couldn't blow out and one mask we could. Mm. But we've got all these things, Vermilla, and most importantly, you raised a very good point. People get home, I've got masks in my car, I come out of the shopping center, I take the mask off, I spray it with the alcohol spray and I put it on my dashboard before I go to the next place. Now, that poor waste picker can't do that. He's rummaging in that bin, he's taking the mask, he's putting it on his forehead, he's looking at what he's doing. So theoretically, he needs a new mask at every bin. Yeah, L- Gentlemen, if I can just ask you to just hang on for two seconds while we take calls and we also take WhatsApp notes. Lots of people want to react to this 891 But let me go to Utsile Saku first for the very latest in headlines. It's 2.30. Here, there and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 107 FM in Kruenstadt. Right, so we're discussing waste pickers and how they're all managing through this uh, very difficult time, COVID-19. As I said, uh, initially, I I saw these wonderful plans and I thought to myself, wow, the uh, Department of Environmental Affairs has thought it through. And I was really quite encouraged, I must be honest. Um, But I I wanted to get to the reality of the situation. So there's one thing, it's one thing to have a, a paper that says we're going to do one, two, three, and it looks fantastic. And when I look around me, I dare say I don't see people looking safe. I don't see waste pickers looking safe. So I've invited Mr. Simon Butter, who's a national coordinator for the South African Waste Pickers Association, and Tim Neary, who's an environmentalist, who has always been on the side of waste pickers. And uh, I think, as it said, a lot in his day. Um, I don't know if anybody's listening, but yeah, I think he tries. <laughs> Tim Neary, welcome back. And uh, Mr. Mbata, thank you so much also for joining us. Let's take some voice notes before we get back to your last comments. Memotin, you are touching uh, some other parts of uh, my heart now. To you and your listeners, both your guests are so concerned about the waste pickers. Want to find them a decent job, something that's dignified, not picking in bins. That's undignified and very unhealthy. Thank you so much from Chapter 2. Afternoon, Pamela. Can I ask your guests there what they are doing with the people who are collecting, uh, 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 those, uh, especially those waste collectors who are collecting the waste today? 
Oh, my my absolute apologies. Okay, we'll try and get that back um, while we try and sort out. Uh, our, it's a technical glitch. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, so Mr. Mbata, your your I mean your your lasting and parting shots when you listen to everything that we've said. Um, what are your comments? Uh, firstly, people really can say whatever they say, but mm-hmm. when you come to recycling, mm-hmm. recycling doesn't start only within the recycling economy. Mm-hmm. It starts and sits within the waste management. And waste management is a service. That is why in most cases for recycling to happen, you have to engage waste management. Secondly, there's a recycling economy where waste management doesn't play a role. That's where we say there's middlemen, mm. there'll be buyback centers. That's where we're talking about transformation. Thirdly, the waste picking plays a role within the environment itself in terms of cleaning it up and all that. So people sometimes, as the first caller have said, waste guys should be given job and whatever. When we describe waste picking, we normally say it has two phases. Like the guest in the, in the studio saying, it's a job and also it's a business. She, he's talking the right thing. Whatever he was saying, it's within the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are not familiar with the guidelines, and that was one of the intentions for this year, mm-hmm. to familiarize municipalities with the guidelines to integrate the informal sector. Whatever he said so long was within the guidelines. We have looked into those issues. We have done case studies. We have went across. Yes, it will take years because we were dealing with the legacy of a single-use waste management collection system. Mm-hmm. Then things have to change. But we go in there. My comment will be, yes, things might be... People may see things moving slowly. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all wish things can move as fast as we can. I'm so painful even sometimes for waste because uh, not receiving some of the benefits. It's a slow process. It's frustrating every time waste because will be calling. But we all know not everybody could be reached at once. It's a process. It's an emergency process. It's not something that was planned for many years. When you respond to an emergency... It's a different situation rather than planning for a long term. So I, 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 I'm glad so far. That is why people will normally say uh, I'm, I'm really commenting or maybe biased in terms of our stakeholders. They have done their best. We're talking every day over the weekend, trying to find a solution. There's no one quite fits all. That's how we work. That's the basic principles of our work. That is why we accept and say not everybody has received we're still working to find an alternative way. We are not even sure whether how long it might, we might find ourselves back to level five. So how to deal with that sequence, uh, consequences? So this is a process that frustrates everybody, but we'll keep working. We'll always be approval of any comment. Mr. Simon Bata, National Coordinator of the South African Waste Pickers Association. Thank you so much. Tim Neri, you want to have your last word? My last words are quite simple, Pamela. It is a career. It is a business. Stop looking down at the man who is in front of you, holding you up in the traffic while he's trying to lug one ton to go and earn his daily wage. He is doing something honest. Start to respect those very people. 
and maybe start to understand them and see how you can make their life a little bit easier. Tim Neary, the nature conservationist.